What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're in the Fight Club, breaking down UFC San Antonio, San Hagen versus Tito Vera, Holly Holm versus Yana Santos, and every fight else on this card that's worth a damn. But as always, go down, like, and subscribe, comment your favorite part of the card, comment whatever the fuck you feel like. These are your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick a win, I'm Concha. I'm joined with... It is I, Kev. I picked Cheeto Vera, Savoy. <laughs> What's good with y'all, man? It's the Totally Blitz podcast, you feel me? And, Paul, I, I did something. I be doing a lot when it comes to UFC recently, and I was wrong. <clears throat> can't bet. Can't bet it all. I, I'm glad I didn't bet the house on it, but I thought about it. I thought about it. I'm happy. I but, bet on Sanhagen. I like the order of pick em. I was like, oh, I'll take that. I love Sanhagen. Nice, nice, nice. I mean, I respect it. I'm glad you made some money that night. It is what it is. Fucking, how did you rate the card? Fucking like four. Fucking, this card got like a three. Bro, that shit, I would have, bro, like I, when we were breaking down the card, I was like, without Marlon Baron and Corey said hanging on this card, like this card is doo-doo. Like, I don't know how you can put this in a stadium, let alone the AT&T stadium or an AT&T center, like, but I would say maybe maybe the fans loved it because San Antonio, they all they watch is the Spurs basketball, one of the most boring basketballs, the most fundamental, boring, stick to the basics basketball there is. And like this card was exactly that. Grind them, boring, basic. Facts, 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 facts. I give it a five and a half. I'm a different breed. It is what it is, though. Time to get into some fire shit, though. I know you saw fire tonight. The Pineda versus Lutz, Lutz. Let me say his last yeah, name. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's that was the fight of the night. Them boys got fifty bands. It was a cool fight, my boy. It's guillotine season, Paul. How many times do I got to tell you this shit, man? My boy got the smooth guillotine. And don't get me wrong, I feel like Lutz did had terrible movement. If comedian Romeo Mack was here, he would be he would say, let's definitely skip BJJ practice. You can tell. Hmm. Pineda, on the other hand, did his motherfucking thing. He caught the guillotine on I want to say that his back was on the cage. He caught the guillotine, made the small moves, and then Lutz just got to a point where I was like, oh fuck. He had him damn near, you know, you know when you get the guillotine on a motherfucker, you got upside down for a second. It wasn't long or nothing like that, but it was enough to be like, oh, this shit is tight. And that boy, that boy Lutz said, he had the quick tap, quick tap. And even on the feet, I mean, Pieta got the knockdown, dropped his ass. So, like, I mean, even if you're skipping BJJ class, buddy, you also skipping striking class. What the fuck are you doing? Because you did not look good for the main card first fight. Pineda nice with it. I like to see him. I like to see what he can do in the future. Another featherweight. I mean that one. That one was a one thirty-five. I didn't know it was Volkanovski's division. That Volkanov. That featherweight division. One forty-five. One forty-five. They're getting deep, bro. They're getting deep with more and more. I mean, Pineda's been around twenty-eight and fourteen, but like even the gatekeepers are are probably. They're starting to say featherweight is going to be able to challenge lightweight after um the because. Lightweight starting to become a little top heavy. Yeah, and especially with the lightweights. I mean, Bazeev, Bazeev, but like fucking Gaethje versus Dustin. Like all the lightweight, the top lightweights are gonna be fighting each other again instead of like newcomers. So like, 
lightweight is kind of like stalled right now. On to the card though. What what fight would you want to start with first? Because you know I know how you loved all of them. I want to say the only one like really the first one that actually gave me a, the only reason why this ain't a, a two is because there was two fights that I thought were good. Like and I gave each of them a two. That's like a four four right now. So like. Nate the train getting the submission over Austin Lingo. This is a fight I said was going to be probably fired tonight. It wasn't, but still one of the few finishes on the card, and let alone, like, my boy Nate the train Lanier, boy. He did it. That's, that's my dog. I, I don't know why. There's always kind of been fucked with him these last few fights. He's just kind of entertaining. I was, well, I was watching that one, but I, I, I was watching that one. I also was half half sleep as that one was going. So drop the drop some gems on me. What the fuck happened? He kept him with the leg kick. Kept using the leg kick. It was only a two round fight, but kept using the leg kick, opening up other shots. Other guy was, I mean, Lingo was answering his shots too. It was competitive in the first round, but then Austin, uh, but Nate gets the takedown in the second round. Once he got the takedown, took the back rear naked choke. Submitted him right before the uh right before the because it was like four minutes into the fourth uh second round so it was like almost before the bell was gonna go so like I mean really good showing and I mean Nate he he just beat he came off like a big win against a, a super great prospect I'm really blanking on his name right now but fuck because that was such a great because that's when I first heard of him and then he just follows it up going up against at the time nine and one Austin Lingo. Who isn't that? Who's not a bad fighter himself? But Nate the Train, you either get out of the way or you're gonna get hit by it. So respect, respect. What's next for my boy? I mean, he's another featherweight fighter. I mean, it. I don't know where where he can kind of go to because he's unranked, I believe, too. So like his next fight, I think he probably will be wanting to crack that top fifteen. And if you've seen his, if you've seen his post octagon interview. That boy was like, yeah, flexing the bicep, talking that shit. I don't, I don't know. He might be the next motherfucking dickhead, dickhead to really uh take on Mike over there at featherweight. He, I can't remember guy. I remember I was hyping up to you. It was a card that we watched together, not together, but on the live stream. And it was the guy was at Congo or something, undefeated, super strong, like great BJJ. And then Nate just worked him for three, uh, and got the finish. So like ever since then, I'm like he's been on my radar. Oh, he was on the Cheeto Vera card, the Dominic Cruz Cheeto Vera card that last fight, and I that's when I first saw the Nate the train, and I I've been a fan ever since. Something I have to start practicing is remembering motherfuckers. If your fight wasn't good, or there wasn't a finish, maybe even sometimes there are finishes. I don't be remembered for real. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's going to be some, there's like 15 fights on the card. I don't blame you. There's so many names to remember, so many different weight classes. Some people, the same last names. And we'd be fucking drunk. That's true. But did you want to talk? I mean, we kind of have to, but we. I guess we can make it quick. The Holly Holm boring-ass fight against Giannis Santos. I think we were both all over Holly Holm here. Uh, like 30 27 30 27 30 26 Like, Holly Holm literally. 30 and I'm not, and it was four, six takedowns, 10 minutes control time, grinded her, worked her, got the clinch work in. I said it was going to be boring. I guess it was more exciting than what it was because I thought it was going to be nothing but clinch work, but there was actually legitimate takedowns. And Yana just looked too comfortable being on her back. I know you're good at BJJ, but Holly Holm is strong as, uh, like, you weren't getting yeah. up. 
Yeah, Holly Holmes beat the fuck out of her. I'm not gonna lie to you. That shit was that shit. It wasn't like oh ass whooping, but that shit was just outclass. Not even close. Ten eight rounds. I agree with it. But I mean, it's cool. It's she. It's, the coolest thing about this fight is the fact that Holly Holmes is 41 years old doing what she just did. I don't care who she's fighting against. 41 is like a fucking, she's damn near, the second she retires, she's going straight to the Hall of Fame. I'm like, yeah, we already had your stuff already ready to go. Her resume, bro, she could be, our, it's arguably like, because I know people are going to say Valentina Shevchenko is going to have the greatest, like, fighting resume of like any of these women MMA fighters because like she has all those kickboxing awards all those other awards like she has trophies on trophies gold medals and all that that's cool but holly Holm may be the best american because of the fact that like she's a legend in boxing she's actually ranked like i think i want to say some people don't like him because but box rec one of the biggest boxing things in the world like biggest website by far they have holly Holm ranked as number one greatest of all time women's boxer which is kind of nutty, but like she's but she's like that. So that like she has that resume, and to be doing it at forty one, she ain't winning a belt. Let's slow our roll, but like she's doing the damn thing. Yeah, respect. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. I'm putting respect on just American fighters in general. I always feel like it's just not normal. We're all American, right? But like we see, we see those flags. And it's just, I don't know that motherfucker. We're not from the same place. But when it's, when we're talking greatest all time, America. America, man. But yeah, shout out Holly Holmes. I hope she has another fight. I hope she has another fight or two in them. She's probably going to keep going until somebody knocks the fuck out type shit. But it's interesting. It's quite interesting to see her just doing what she does at 41 years old. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked she retires soon. Let's just get a couple more dubs. Go out on top. Uh, yeah, keep going, Enjoy training camp. True. Uh, and in our main event, the one that I think was really the only fight that was putting asses in seats, selling tickets for this uh, pay not pay per view, but fight night. Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sanhagen, where my boy Corey Sanhagen went out there and put the work on Cheeto Vera. And I mean, fifty forty five. Or at 45, 50, 46, 49. And then that one scorecard, having Cheeto up 48, 47 for it to be a split decision instead of an unanimous decision, which I think is crazy. Kev, you chose Cheeto. Let me hear your Like, did you did you think you put in enough work to win the fight? Like, that? did you see a 48, 47 for Cheeto? Or was it? Hell no. Hell right. no. Nobody besides that judge saw 48-47 for Cheeto. And that judge also gave Cheeto all three of the last rounds. That made no sense. Thing. That's terrible. But the judging, they have to get that fixed. And the more they fuck up, the more the more they can scream like they'll read something has to change. It's cool. Fucking fuck the judge. Yeah. They gotta do better on that one. Like it's every week. They had you should did you see Corey had Sanhagen's face when he seen that. He was like, the fuck? I he, turned, he, he turned his head. He, he was said he was getting uh, the TJ Dillashaw PTSD fight. Like he got Because uh, in that fight, he got split decision, lost to TJ Dillashaw. So when he heard that first car go to Farah, he was like, he, his, P, he, his PTSD kicked in from that TJ Dillashaw fight. 
fucking comedy, but that's what happens. Sanic is the truth, though. He is, a, he is, he is versatile. He has, he can do a lot of things, and he has a, he knows how to fight on the outside. I love the uppercut he kept throwing. He kept catching Cheeto with this nice little uppercut, and he usually would come after like a one, two, and then all of a sudden, this looping uppercut from like, from like all the way from his hip almost, and it would catch him, but. His pace, his volume, the combos, everything he throws at you is an issue. Like the max, the fact that he started wrestling to start the fight, getting easy takedown in the first round, controlling him, dropping elbows, held him down for about like three and a half minutes. I don't know, but he held him down for most of the round in that first one. Then the second round, what happened? Sanhagen again is like walking him down. And like Cheeto's kind of trying to throw something on the back foot, but Sanhagen's connecting, landing as he's walking forward. Shoots another, takes down, takes him down, starts landing again. Uh, Cheeto tried to land a guillotine, wasn't locked, kind of tired himself out maybe a little bit. But like Sanhagen's on top, and they said at this point in the second round, the moment they got up with like 50 seconds left in the second round, the strike difference was 110 to 13. Sanhagen was wow. just uh, whooping his ass those first two rounds. And in the third round, I could kind of give it to him because – they, it was kind of even. Cheeto, uh, Sanhagen was landing a little bit more. Like, he was controlling the fight, what it felt like. But Cheeto's shots probably were the harder shots. Cheeto was starting to land a one-two here and there, starting to actually use some body kicks. Um, So I, I could give that to him. But then that fifth round, when Sanhagen locked his, got another takedown to close the fight out, like, I was just like, oh, yeah. Like, Sanhagen, without a doubt, this is his fight. He's won this, like. His pace, volume, now that he has the wrestling issue, and he started using the wrestling, which opened up the flying knee. Because the moment you got to stop the, the takedown, that flying knee may come into it, it didn't catch Cheeto this fight, but it might catch someone down the road because that's the setup. He, he almost did it twice. Like the setup is there. And my only issue with Cheeto was he's just been the same fighter for the past like two years. He hasn't upgraded, he hasn't gotten better. He's relied on his power. And Dominic Cruz outlanded him, old as fuck, on his way out with no chin. They, like, the, like the signs are there. Like fucking Rob Font outlanded him almost like two to one, but just because he got knocked, just because Cheeto could re- rely on his power, it, it it worked against these older fighters. When you start talking top five contenders and all these other great things, like I don't know how Cheeto's really fair. That's been my stance on it the whole time. I don't think he's that upper echelon fighter fight for a title type of guy i've been saying that but maybe he can if he upgrades if he actually put starts showing more things and my two things i would say that he needs to do is throw more shots he only throws a one and two he never throws three four or five and he doesn't let his hands go which like not not i don't mean throw the combos like i just said i mean like you're you're a hard hitter sometimes duck your head and walk in and throw a shot like like, you weren't doing that at all with Sanhagen. You're kind of allowing him to walk you down. Like, you got to – Mike uh, Bisping said it best. You got to bite your fucking mouth guard and just fucking start throwing some shots at this point. But he wouldn't let his hands fly until late in the fifth round where he clipped him. There was only 30 seconds left, and there was nothing left he could do, really. But that was my whole take on it. That Like, I really sat there and watched – I was just fighting a couple of times because I actually found a, a little place I could rewatch it. And – uh Sanhagen, I think he, this is going to be a Sanhagen run right here. I think because, like, if he has to fight O'Malley, I like him over O'Malley. If he has to get the rematch with Jan, I kind of 
Oh, I think he. I think he's upgrading. I think he's coming back stronger. You need to see Marab. You want Marab? All right, I was just pumped to break San Hagen. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to talk to you because I don't know Marab's one He did say that, but Marab's one wrestling motherfucker. But San Hagen, all that flashy shit's cute until someone is mauling you forty times in a fight. My boy said he'll get out there with O'Malley. But if O'Malley's smart, he'll just sit down. He'll just sit on in the wait for his title shot. Or he won't get out there with Marab. He needs to do it by September first because he's getting married, and his wife would be mad if he was at training camp during um, on wedding day. Damn, that means he. Well, no, Marab's not gonna really. I was gonna say if you find someone that can really break your face, you're gonna be showing up to wedding all busted up. But Marab's is gonna just gonna be a wrestler. Like, he's not gonna. You're not gonna have. You might have a couple cuts and bruises, but you're not gonna be ready. His wife might leave him. <laughs> nah, but hey, that would be a great fight. I mean, I might be counting out. San Hagen just shows he can wrestle, but I don't know if you can wrestle for real, for real like that. Like, Marab's a different wrestler. So, I like, we'll see. But my take on this fight is pretty good. I mean, I didn't have the respect that I should have had for San Hagen because he's a very complete fighter. He's a very versatile fighter and he's very smart, very technical. He kept the distance because he saw that. He knew Tito was bad at closing distance, so it wasn't going to close it for him. He also said that yeah, my best take, his best take was on Tito's strategy. So Dana White said he looked slow, and he started off slow in this fight. He even said that he looked started off slow in the Cruz fight. So, like, Tito just starts off slow. And then Tito and uh, San Higgins was like, that's a terrible strategy. If you're just planning on in a five-round fight, you lose the first two, that means you have to win the next three or rely on your power and me being somebody that expected it to go exactly like this i'm thinking hey this is the time that you let them things go you let that kick go you do this you do that you set it up you download it you downloaded his data in the first two rounds now let's go ahead and start ai chat gpt in this motherfucker but cheeto just never let that thing go for him <laughs> um i feel like that, yeah, that, that's my one thing. Like, let your fucking hands go to you. It almost reminds me of Raya Hall in his prime. Because I remember whenever you asked me about Raya Hall, and I was like, one thing people always say about Raya Hall is, like, he had haymakers. So he would just be holding. His biggest enemy was himself because he would never throw them. That's crazy. And that's what Cheeto, actually, I've made a comparison. I think Cheeto's going to be the Jorge Masvidal of this division, man. I really do. I he's gonna be the fan favorite. Hopefully, the fans don't turn on him like a lot have with Jorge Masvidal. But like, I, like he beat a lot of older competitors, like Jorge did on his come up. He did beat uh, he beat Sean O'Malley. It was kind of a, you know, a fugaze no contest. Some people wanted to be, but he still got the win on the record books. And oh, really? I thought Sean O'Malley lost that fight. <laughs> No, that's what I'm saying. He did, but that's when Cheeto got a win over Sean O'Malley, just like Jorge got a win over everyone at the time's fan favorite, Darren Till, who was also in his prime. So, like as I said, like I think he's gonna have a similar resume to Jorge Masvidal, as in like, yeah, he's a great guy, but once he started to crack that top five and he had to run into those top four other guys, it, he wasn't. He like that. I just don't think Cheeto's at that level. Maybe he can upgrade, but that's just my take. I just don't think that's been my take this whole time with him since the jump. It was like I love like he he has the hands, but like ever since I saw Rob Font piece him up, I was just like, bro, like he's not like he he just has heavy hands. That's all he got. Like with technically, oh. 
he gets hit more than he hits people. And that's a problem when you're in the top five. Are you a yeah, I was say we can wrap up this car. This car was kind of like we we gave it this best breakdown we could. Like it, it, was, it was the car was. I think our breakdown was better than the card in some aspects. <laughs> but which, uh, you want to talk about some other news stuff before we hopped on? I we had a we said, hold on, save it for the pod. What was it, Kev? All right, so I just want to talk about news around the um around the motherfucking MMA around the octagon. <laughs> Shout out Bourbon and Bud Podcast. I was just watching that shit earlier. They was talking some shit. They just had, who they have? The Brick? Jimmy, Jimmy Brick. Yeah, so yeah, they had him out there. Go check that out. Shout out Bourbon and Bud Podcast. Definitely. Some boys isn't true. But um, that's some shit that's been catching your eye because, like, I can't wait for 286. Because this year, this, I what I was wondering why there's no UFC this week. Because why is everybody already talking to Izzy Alex? And I was like, what's going on? And I remember, then I found out it's Wrestle Motherfucking Mania. We're <laughs> in the stage of the ball. I was like, oh, I forgot. Dana White and Vince are like this, so they would never. They don't compete? No, sir. They would never. Not the same weekend. Actually, but this, I, last year, I knew a couple of the fights. This year, I don't know actually any of the um, matches that are going on this year. I know Roman Reigns is going to be in that motherfucker. Seth Seth Rollins has been that motherfucker. He he a hitter. I heard they got a lot of good stories going on right now. I mean, I'm a I follow, I subscribe to this channel called Wrestle Talk. So now I'd be like deep late night. I'd be deep into the top tens. They like the um. um no, I've man point for a couple. I've like two wrestling channels I follow. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They shout out them boys. They be going hard. I forgot about WrestleMania. I got. I'm gonna go watch some boys tonight. But so yeah, I'm a little deep into it, but not too deep to know what the fuck's going on. I watched the Royal, I missed the Roy, the men's Royal Rumble because they started the show with it, but I watched the women's on some crazy shit. That shit was lit though. Quality. But definitely gonna be tapped into WrestleMania on Sunday. See what the fuck they got going on. Maybe Pat McAfee might fight again. <laughs> we'll see. That'd be kind of dope. That's what I was thinking. Of. I was like, but maybe they're not gonna do the same shit twice. But imagine. But imagine being Pat McAfee. You could say you wrestled with Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon at the la- at their last WrestleMania. So far, in Austin, Texas. Yeah. It was in Texas at least because Rattlesnake was there. Hell uh, yeah! So that's just a vibe. What fights are coming up? Oh, definitely can't wait for Alex and Izzy next week. That's gonna be a fucking oh my Alex gosh! Izzy, Jorge Masvidal, who we were talking about earlier, Gilbert Burns. Actually, the closer this fight gets, the more people are saying it might be a close one. I motherfucking bet. I hate not as motherfuckers. Leach, Leach got a spine injury. Got to talk about that. Leach got a spine injury. He had to fall out. Michael Chiesa could have fought Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee got just got signed to the UFC again. Shout out Kevin Lee. And he said he'll come in and take up the fight so the car can continue. And Chiesa said nah. And Kevin Lee posted about it on Instagram, and I was just like, "Bro, Chiesa is like old as fuck. Like he's like Dominic Cruz age type shit. Like he could be, I think he could be fucking announcing on the side with it. Like, and you're telling me like you're just not gonna take the fight? Like I understand these are not the same fighters and shit, but you're not going on no title run. Like (laughs) (laughs) the fight, right? Put it on for the fans that are going. Do it for the people, nah." 
Kevin Lee was trying to do it for the people. So for the people. Uh-huh. It has nothing to do with us going. It has nothing to do with that. But that's just gonna be lit. Um, who was it? Josh Emmett Illit Taporia just got announced. Yeah, he had he Illit Taporia can pick between two fighters, Emmett and Ortega. He picked Emmett. I would have took Ortega. That's kind of like a not a banger, but I think he thinks them uh, Emmett's gonna be the easier fighter. But that'd be a good one. I think this would be the fighter in Emmett's in a little while that's actually more level with Emmett's height and he can actually might be able to bang more. I was about to say, until he feels how heavy them hands is, he's like, I would have rather went to T City. Mm-hmm. Uh boxing wise or no, I'm trying to think. I don't I don't know any other big MMA fights. Yeah, we're gonna wait on it. You know how that goes. Boxing Benavidez versus on plant was lit. But um, um, oh, Holloway, Arnold Allen, and Max Holloway are fighting at um. That's gonna be a good one coming up. But Moicano, Armin Zoyukian, that one just got announced. Yeah, that's lit. Armin Zoyukian is gonna is a killer, bro. I love Moicano, but Moicano really beginning in the ring with absolute killers. Oh shit, UFC two eighty eight is super deep. I didn't even realize that. It's super cheap. Super deep. We got Aljamain versus Sohudo, Oliveira versus Darius, Jessica Andre versus Zanon, Bryce Mitchell versus Pierce, Cron Gracie versus Charles Jordan. Oh, wow. That's fine, man. Yeah, I have no other news, though, than that. Well, that's great. To, um, that's been the breakdown, man. We got motherfucking, that's been the recap. Cheeto Vera versus motherfucking Corey Sanhagen. We know Corey Sanhagen is an issue. He's a problem. Don't want to fuck with him. He's unfuckable, so please don't fuck, try to play him. And Cheeto Vera versus Young. That's my pick for next fight. But um, it's been a good one, man. Totally Blitz podcast. I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham winning concert. It's your boy, Kev Waterboy Savoy. And we're going to catch you. At when the on we gonna catch you on the boxing episode, the football episode, the basketball episode. The, stay tuned, motherfuckers. We got shit coming. So fuck with us, man. Them porn star measurements plug here. passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm having shit higher than I ever been. Got a problem with being problematic Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic Don't you step into this box if you not batting Then my gang got tools, you can call them boy crap Man, this gang got rules, man, you better watch your passes This ain't not new, it ain't season maxing All I'm saying is true, you better stop your capping Lacking with Leo ass all in